And if you love animals, you have definitely come to the right place. I'm Warren Eckstein. This is The Pet Show, America's first and only, uh, and Canada's first and only real pet psychology, pet training, pet behavior, pet lifestyle show. Uh, that's what we do here on the show. We make life better for all of those pets out there and help people understand dogs and cats a lot better. Because if we could only stand our, understand our dogs almost as well as they understand us, what a great time this would be. Hey, the phone number here at the Pet Show, by the way, 877-725-8255. The question of the day is, do your pets share your personality? I would like to know. Before that last break, we were speaking to my friend Alisa in the beautiful state of Illinois. Alisa, you with me? Yes. So we're going to call you my yes, collie lady. My collie lady. Yeah. So when you did obedience with your collie, CD, CDX, UD, UDT, how far did you go? Um, well, he has gone through CD, but because he had a little trouble with the heel free, took it too literally, he would kind of <laughs> sometimes run out of the ring and stuff. It was pretty funny. Um, he's a great trick dog, but I did not go past. Um, but he does have rally titles also. So he has rally excellent. He has beginner novice. He has preferred CD, and then I didn't bother with open because you know why bother? How did, how, I love how did he do? How did he do with the 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 uh, out of sight stay? Oh, he, he's good with that. He's perfect with that. Ah, cool. um, he's real good with that. You had to do that on the therapy dog test, and he got his therapy dog license before he was two years old, and he has over six hundred visits. But I have one question about him. God bless his soul. He's 10 years old, and he's losing weight right now. And I've been feeding him high-quality food and stuff in the vet. Thought he might have cancer, but he passed the blood test, the deep blood test for liver cancer and all that, the whole blood makeup. So I really don't know. Um, you know, and he's he seems like right now he seems like he's doing pretty well. Well, in um, other words, is the vet is the, the vet recommend is the vet recommending that you go further and see a uh, 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 um, an oncologist? Well, she didn't actually because he she thought he had a tumor, but they weren't able to find a tumor on the ultrasounds that they did, and also these radiography um, X rays, you know. And so, I'm just feeding him more food and you know trying to. He he also has lost some of his coat, and he's had a great coat all his life. Uh, here's, um, what, here's what I'm going to do. It, it, I can't send it to you right now, only because we're out of it. But my Hugs and Kisses supplement, okay, it's exactly what we're looking for for you, and I'll tell you why. Hugs and Kisses. You know what? Contains- you did send me one, and I am I'm still, um, yeah, and he that seems to be good for him. It was not that long ago that you sent me that. Yeah, what's well, between and, the biotin and the lecithin for the skin and coat specifically. The only thing I could recommend at this point is that, you know, you just watch them carefully. I always tell people as long as they're eating and pooping okay and enjoying life, we go on with yeah, them. They are. If, you, if you notice any major changes, you know, changes in smell, changes in, in eating, changes in poop, then maybe the next step would just be get a second opinion from an oncologist, a veterinary oncologist, to, to clear your head so you can go to sleep at night and say, yeah, I know he doesn't have cancer, or you know what he does, but it's curable. It may clear your head a little bit. So... I always recommend whenever there's a, a an indication of possibility of cancer that getting a second opinion from an oncologist is always the way to go. Well, I really appreciate that. Thank you so much. Not and, a problem. So, uh, I, how long how long did I send ago did I send you the hugs and kisses? It was a couple months ago. I, okay, and so what I'm going to do? Two do- I have two I'm, colleagues. They're doing good on them. Oh, great. So what I'm going to do is usually we can only give them out every six months. So what I'm going to do, Elisa, I'm going to say thank you. You keep calling me. I love talking to you. And I'm going to donate uh, some Lucy Pet Food to a local Humana Rescue. How's that? Well, that's awesome. Yeah. 
Hey, and my collie I just got, she was number 12, 12 collie in the country in 2019. And she's God, gorgeous God. and a sweetheart. Send me some pictures. You can send me pictures. Simply Facebook me at facebook.com slash Warren Pet Talk. Be my friend there. I'd love to see some photos. Yeah, I sure will. And I'm training her in obedience and therapy now. So she's going to be All awesome. Right. Thank well, you so I'm much, sure. Warren. Oh, no, thank you. Not going. I'm going to donate something in your name, and I appreciate that phone call. Hey, the phone number here at the Pet Show, 877-725-8255, 877-725-8255. Uh, it was true. I, I'm not going to tell a story. Take, it's, tell, it's going to do long. But in my autobiography, Memoirs of a Pet Therapist, got about a print now. But anyway, I talked to my L.A. audience. They were asking me about uh, some of the famous people I trained. You know, David Letterman, Ronnie Dangerfield, Cheryl Teagues, Geraldine Ferraro, uh, uh, Gregory Peck, uh, Al Pacino. Just a few of my name drops here. But anyway, the bottom line, the reason for that is uh, they were specifically asking me about some of my clients that, that were kind of more strange. And I told them that I trained the dog for the original Mrs. Woolworth, the one whose husband started or whatever. And I remember going to her apartment on Park Avenue in New York City. Uh, they didn't want to let me up. I was just out of the service, my training career. My hair was in a ponytail. I was wearing a fatigue shirt, ripped up jeans. The doorman looked at me and said, who are you? Are you one of the homeless people from out in the streets? Anyway, the bottom line is uh, I trained Mrs. Woolworth. I'll tell you the whole story at another time, but it's just an incredible story about Mrs. Woolworth and, and what a, a different generation that was. It was like I walked into her, her apartment a big apartment, and the bottom line was she answered, the butler answered, but she had white gloves, and it was like right out of a Betty Davis movie. I'll give more, I'm going to tell more stories. People ask me for more stories about some of my clients, so we'll do that in the future, but the phones are jamming, so let me shut up and get back to the busy phone lines here, and we are going to my friend, uh, oh, it's a toss-up. Let's go to Let's go to Kim in Maryland, then we're going to go to Sarah in Vermont. Hey, Kim, how you doing? Yeah. <laughs> Is that your dog? Are those your dogs? Are those your dogs barking in the background, Kim? Yes, it is. That's <laughs> Millie. Millie is it, uh, has your person has your personality, right? Yeah, definitely. <laughs> so tell me, what kind of dog is Millie? Uh shepherd, German shepherd. Uh, that's a German shepherd barking. Yes, it is. <sighs> Doesn't sound like it. It sounds like a smaller dog to me. So tell me why you no. think, Kimmy, tell me why you think you and your dog have the same personality. Uh, I don't know if we got the same personality, but what I was going to answer was the question, where a dog sleeps at night. Oh, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, where does your dog sleep at night? I have a, uh, it's a dog cop, and I put like a blanket on it. So that's where he sleeps at the end of the sleep? bed. He, oh, so he mm -hmm. sleeps on the bed with you on the cot at the end of the bed. At the end of the bed, the cot is. Oh, at good. the end of the bed is where the cot is and where the dog sleeps. Yeah. See, I could not sleep without my dogs in bed with me, so I'm glad your dog sleeps there. What's your dog's name, Kim? Uh, Millie. Can I send you something for Millie? You can. I am going to send you for Millie. What do I want to, you know what? I am going to send you, you know what? I'm going to send you some, I'm going to put you on hold and I'm going to send you some all natural herbal flea spray. It was a wet year this year. There's going to be a lot of fleas. I don't want the chemicals, all natural herbal flea spray on its way to you. And I do appreciate that phone call. Phone number here at the Pet Show, 877-725-8255, 877-725-8255. You know, 
A lot of you know my background. I've been training dogs for many, 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 many years in pretty much every continent. You know, my specialty was was it drug and bomb detection and, and search and rescue. Um, and all of the training I've ever done has always been done on a positive way. Yeah, there was a point in my life where we all used training collars and maybe we used the can with the pennies. I don't use those anymore, but I want you to hear me on this. I want to talk for a moment on aversive dog training tools. These are tools that I consider aversive and should never be used. Prong collars, choke collars, those citronella spray collars, shock collars, also known as e-collars, invisible fence collars, and spray bottles of water. Though some dogs don't mind the water, I don't think it's a great idea. Now here's the bottom line, and I want you to really hear me on this. Some trainers who rely on these aversive tools will argue that the prong collar correction or the shock from the electric collar isn't causing pain. But think about it, really think about it. If they didn't cause pain or discomfort to the dog, then they wouldn't work to increase or decrease the behavior. The avoidance of pain, wanting the pain to stop, is what is the motivating factor in your dog pulling or coming when you call. So you heard me out on that one, one step further. Physical corrections like leash popping or alpha rolls or dominance or yelling a confrontational staring, or holding a dog's mouth closed, or poking. All of those are abusive, and they should all be stopped. I don't, it, it amazes me uh, how many people either watch TV or, or hear from someone who quote-unquote is a professional and use these methods, and their dog winds up in a shelter because the dog becomes aggressive or overly assertive because people have never taken the time to chain the dog properly with positive reinforcement. Makes me crazy, folks. Uh, let me do this. Let me take a break. The phone number, 877-725-8255. Here's the order. Sarah's going to be up next. Genesee's going to be up after her. Then we're going to go to Tom in the great state of Oregon. Is it Oregon? Oregon. Oregon. I never get that right. 877-725-8255. A quick break. Then right back to your phone calls. Listen, if you are owned by a cat, if your cat lets you live with them, listen to me carefully, you know they're in charge. You know cats tell you what they want to do and when they want to do it. When they want to play, when they want to socialize, when they want to hang out, when they want to be left alone, and when they want to eat. They know exactly what they're asking for, and this is it. Kitty Lickies. Kitty Lickies by Lucy Pet are scrumptious, lickable, moose cat treats and food toppers. Your cats will enjoy Kitty Lickies either directly from the pouch or, or you can squeeze it over their dry food for an extra treat. And if you have one of those finicky cats, you know who I'm talking about. I'm telling you, a little Kitty Lickies and the finickiness is over. Kitty Lickies lickable moose cat treats comes in three feline favorite recipes. There's chicken and duck. There's also sardine, sardine and tuna or salmon and chicken. As a matter of fact, I want you to hear from a listener. This is what they said about Kitty Lickies from Lucy Pet. My kitty hears that rapper. He appears and he begins his Kitty Lickies dance, rubbing up against my legs. I sit on the kitchen floor. He hops onto my lap, nudging his face into mine. He makes these little snacking sounds of delight, purring the whole time. When he's done, there's a moment of sad silence and denial. He wants more, but he's content to cuddle. He reaches his paw to touch my face as a thank you for his kitty lickies. And that's what he's doing. He's thanking you. Cats love kitty lickies, I'm telling you. And here's what I want you to do. I want you to go to Lucy's website, lucypetproducts.com. When you get there, you'll see Kitty Lickies. You'll see Lucy Dry Food and Wet Food for your dog. You'll see Lucy Dry Food and Wet Food for your cat. you see their uh, hip-to-be square treats, which my dogs love. You'll see their dog food rolls. If you travel, these are absolutely amazing. Go to their website, lucypetproducts.com. 
spend just $35. Mix it up any way you want, but if you spend $35 at LucyPetProducts.com, they will ship it right to your home absolutely free. I'm Warren Eckstein. This is The Pet Show. So brave is Corporal Rusty. Oh, he is just And we are back on The Pet Show. Reminds me of my Saturday mornings. Uh, Rin Tin Tin Fury, my friend Flicka. Uh, Sergeant Preston and his dog's name, I think, was King God. What a way, Sky King. What a way to wake up on Saturday. Most, so much different than the shows nowadays. Hey, the phone number here at the Pet Show, 877-725-8255. The phones are jamming. Let me go right down the list. First, we're going to uh, Sarah in the great state of Vermont. Hey, Sarah, welcome to the show. Hi, thank you for taking my call. Um, I'm calling on behalf of my daughter. She has... Uh, two one-year-old coonhounds. I think they're about half coonhound. That makes you the grandmother, and, right? That's you, the grandmother. That, of the dogs. That's true. That's true. And um, she'd love to keep them, and and is really struggling with how to get them to get along together. They fight. She keeps them crated all day. She's a registered nurse. She goes home at noon to let them out um, briefly, and then goes back to work. She has to take them to the dog park separately because even in the car or at the park, they fight. And, of course, she doesn't want them to hurt each other. How old are they? They're one year old. And she what kind of, what, what type of dog did you say they were? They're a half coonhound. Okay. And I don't know the other half. A couple of things going on here. This is a created problem. By keeping, keeping them in crates at home for this amount of time, when she's not there, is just creating more animosity and aggressive behavior between the two of them. That's number one. I know she has no choice at this point, but that's number one. Number two okay. is the way, if you were to hire me, if she would, I'm not available, if she would hire me, what I would be doing, what a good behaviorist or trainer should be doing is working with your daughter on taking the dogs and working with them on neutral locations, away from the home, away from the doggy park with a lot of distractions and needs to be territorial. What I would be doing is taking the dogs maybe to a, a quieter area, walking them together if they're not getting along with each other, just separate a little bit. And the reason for that is if you walk them in an area where it's kind of relatively quiet, but you know, there might have been skunks, there might have been possum, there might have been other dogs, whatever, they're distracted, so they're not totally focused on each other. So that's number one. Number one is spending time with them in neutral territory where neither one has the need to feel protective over each other. That's number one. Number two is that I hope your daughter is able to do some good basic training with the dog because it's not fair to the dogs at this point. If these dogs were good, if they had some good basic training, she would be able to control the assertive behavior they're displaying towards each other, and little by little, they will get together with each other. So I want her to really focus on some good basic training and some neutral territory and maybe working with a, a, a behaviorist in the air. But let me tell you what's going to happen if she doesn't. And not that I'm throwing guilt on you, but I want to throw a little bit of guilt on you. If she doesn't resolve this problem, she's going to give these dogs up. If she gives these dogs up with the same type of problem, they're going to go to a shelter. Someone else is going to adopt them. They're cute dogs. They're going to have the same problem. They're going to bring them back to the shelter. And do I have to tell you the end of the story? You know what's going to happen. So the bottom line is what I would recommend at this point is to really focus on working with them on neutral territory, 
hire just for once or twice hire a professional that you really get from your vet someone they trust that can come in and show them what to do these are not problem dogs these are dogs with an issue so I promise you if you get the right person and focus on it I've taken dogs that were so aggressive towards each other and they become best friends not always but at least they can live with each other this is not a big problem but it needs to be focused on right now I hope that helps you out a bit Sarah well it does except that I they're litter mates. Is there a difference when they're actual brothers? doesn't make any difference at this point, the fact that they're fighting with each other. I'd have to really delve back and find out their background and whatever, you know, where were they kept. Younger. Yeah. But the bottom, the bottom, whether they're litter mates or not, the behavior is what we want to resolve, not their bloodline, the behavior. And the aggressive well, behavior... They, to, go ahead. I think they had to fight to live. From what she... She said it was horrible. They lived in one big room. That, well, that's my, that's my, that's, so yeah, but let's not blame and, the and dogs. Go ahead. Each other for food almost, and they were not kept clean. She, right, so, she yeah, rescued. They've had a, they've had a real, I, I don't want to run out of time. So they had a really hard time. Number one, what I wanted to do is start feeding each dog out of two bowls. I don't want them to be possessive over their food. I'm going to send you a copy of how to get your dog to do what you want, but I really, listen, I'm in it for you, you I'm, as grandma, I'm in it for your daughter. I don't want her to give these dogs up. There's no reason to. If you work with the right person, just a few lessons, socialize, uh, neutral territory, you'll be fine. I got to move on. Let's put Sarah on hold. Let's give her a, a copy of how to get your dog to do what you want breaks my heart because this is not a problem that the dogs created. This was a problem that was created by people for the dogs. And that's what really breaks my heart. This can be resolved. So, so let's not give up on them. Let's just work on it and resolve it. 877-725-8255, the phone number. I'm Warren Eckstein. This is The Pet Show. A horse is a horse, of course, of course, and no one can talk to a horse, of course. That is, of course, unless the horse is the famous mystery. And we are back on the pet show, another show I watched growing up. Let me get right back to the busy phone lines here. The phones are jamming. I'm going to get to all your calls, as many as I can. Uh, right now, it's uh, it's Vermont, and I believe it's Shaughnessy or Shanesy. Hey, do I got the name right? How do I spe- how do I pronounce your name? Shancy. Hi, Shancy. How are you? I'm glad I got it right. How you doing today? I'm doing good, Warren. Uh, I got two things. I called in about a, a month or two ago, and you was going to send me hugs and kisses. I haven't received them, but nobody took my address down. Well, we'll take your address down now, okay? You never received them? We didn't take your address down last time? No. You said uh, we'll take you out. Send hugs and kisses via. Well, how come we we can't we can't send hugs and kisses if we don't have your address, right? So we have to get your address. So before we hang up, you'll give the address, and we'll uh, we'll get that out to you, and, and it take a couple of weeks, but we'll get it out to you. What's your next question? Okay, yeah, uh, my cat when he was real young, he wanted to sleep on my chest, and it irritated me, so I pushed him to the side. But he switched to above the pillow, and then he switched to uh, the bottom of the bed. He's 90% of the time he sleeps at the feet of the bed. Is there something that I means special? 
Well, there's a couple of things. First of all, when the dog, the dog, when the cat sleeps on your chest, it's a comforting zone for them. It goes back to when they were with their mom and the breathing and the beat of the heart is definitely a way for them to go to sleep. So I feel comfortable. So that's part of that reason. In terms of the head area, this one of the strongest sense of their guardian or you is in the head area. So it's very common for cats and dogs to want to sleep by the head of the people they live with. Now the feet, the feet are a sign of security for both dogs and cats. Again, very, very common for dogs and cats to want to sleep at their guardian's feet. It's almost a way as if they're protecting them. So everything your cat is doing at this point is perfectly normal, starting out with the sleeping on your chest, going to your head, and now to your feet. And I think she's going to stay at the feet for quite a long time at this point, Janice. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's good to know. Yeah, anyway, let me just, let me move on. I want you, I'm going to put you on hold, and we're going to get your address again. Uh, if they didn't get your, there's no way I could send it to you if they didn't have your address, but it'll be out in a couple of weeks, so we'll get that to you, Shanice, and I probably write down cat, uh, uh, cat, uh, cat hugs and kisses. Phone number here at the Pet Show, 877-725-8255, 877-725-8255. We'll get right to you, Jenny and Francine, in just a second. Uh, I do have an open line, pretty rare, 877-725-8255. Still got lots of great stuff to give away. Uh, copies of my books, hemp seed oil. I got those air horns to give away. If you walk your dog anywhere where there might be wild dogs or other dogs that are walking free or coyotes or or uh, javelinas or any type of animal, you need to have one of these air horns with you or even crazy people. Um, I'll send some of these air horns out as well. So great time to call me. You get through, I'll give you an air horn, maybe a t-shirt, maybe some author suit gold, some all-natural flea spray, 877-725-8255. Just before we go back to the phones. You know, the possibility of doggy nightmares raises the question of whether anxiety can cause them in dogs the way it can in humans. It's highly unlikely that dogs experience emotional stresses the same way we do. Studies have now shown, though, listen to me carefully, so just like us, anxious or stressed dogs may have a harder time sleeping. And when they do, they may have nightmares just like we do. Emotional stresses can cause a lot of different things. So people often ask me, you know, they have certain dogs and their dog's like running at night and when they're sleeping and their legs are going. Could be a pleasant dream. Some dogs dream about maybe chasing a rabbit through the forest and other dogs dream about nightmares depending on if they were abused when they were growing up. So it really is indicative, um, but definitely, absolutely, without a doubt, uh, that dogs that sleep in different ways react differently to their lives. But it's also good to know. It's also good to know that dogs that sleep with their guardians are much more bonded to the people that they sleep with. 877-725-8255, the phone number. We are going to Francine. I bet it's cold in Minnesota, Francine. Welcome to the show. It is. Hey, Fran <laughs> I bet it is cold in Minnesota. <laughs> it's oh, always yeah. cold. I used to spend a lot of time between the two. I did a show up there. I don't remember the name of it. It was a, uh, a husband and wife, I think, that used to... Uh, do the show together. Anyway, what can I do for you? Uh, um, I sleep with all three of my little dogs, but uh, <laughs> uh, the Boston, the older one, one sleeps at the foot of the bed, and the younger one, he's five, he has his own pillow, he puts his head on, <laughs> and the chihuahua's under the covers. The but chihuahua's I, always, you know, chihuahua's are always, it's yeah. instinctive, chihuahua's always yeah. got to be under the covers, it's absolutely, yes, my you know, there was, a, other one, did you, okay. I ahead. was talking about this last week, Francie, I was telling people, mm -hmm. you know, I've always I've have small dogs now, but I've always lived with big dogs. Yeah. I've had as many as thirty dogs at a time, and so the bottom line is, there's been a lot of dogs in my bed. I, I, please take that the right way. <laughs> but the bottom the bottom line is this: I've always had trouble as a behaviorist. I should know, but I've always had trouble that all my dogs want to sleep 
horizontally. I want them to sleep <laughs> vertically. Because if they're sleeping vertically, I can be in the bed. If they're sleeping horizontally. And I was joking, I was just joking the other day that my two dogs together maybe weigh 14, 15. <laughs> and since I've had Molly and Willie, my rescues, who were going to be killed, but they're the mm-hmm. best dogs in the world, the bottom line is I have not been able to have both arms and legs on the bed at the same time. Now, these are two tiny oh, I dogs. Know. It's I, I, well, I don't. As a trainer, we have move. No, I can't move. And they're <laughs> sleeping. Maybe they're dreaming. Mm-hmm. Maybe they have beautiful dreams and they're floating around. And I don't want to wake them up and bother them. Yeah. So you have you have three dogs. Are all three of your dogs rescue dogs? All your dogs rescue Pretty dogs? Pretty much, yeah. My, my yeah. oldest, Boston, was born deaf and my son couldn't keep her because he didn't have a fence. So he gave her to me. She's 12 years old. No, I just love her. And, uh, you know, Boston Terriers. Been, Boston Boston Terriers are like one of the truly American breeds of dogs. They're absolutely oh, fabulous. Beautiful. Yeah, I have two of them that uh, people couldn't keep, so they're mine now. <laughs> and the so Chihuahua is a backyard breeder. Somebody was may, Francie. Getting, maybe you know? it's, maybe it's time. Maybe it's time to take down that vacancy sign in front of your house. <laughs> they keep coming in. The dogs just keep coming. Anyway, you give them a hug and a kiss. Let's put her on hold. I am going to send you. I am going to send you for your dog. You know what? I'm going to send you some Lucy. He's not going to like me. I'm sending a lot of his food away today, but that's just the way it is. Hey, the phone number here, 877-725-8255. Uh, coming up in two weeks, I'll be talking to you guys, but I'm going to be doing a remote broadcast from a, a large venue. Uh, Lucy Pet Food, by the way, uh, they have one of the world's largest floats. Actually, it was in the Roseboro, not this year, but prior to this year, it was the largest, longest float in any parade. It actually is a wave-making machine. And uh, it, it's where dogs learn if they want to learn how to surf or just kind of have a good time. So in two weeks, I'll be broadcasting live from a remote location. I'll be on the air here with you guys, but there'll be that, that surf truck will be there. There'll be some dogs for adoption there as well. Uh, the veterinarian who just won uh, uh, a Hero of the Year award for CNN, he's going to be there because obviously I'm there with bringing a lot of dogs. So be free vaccinations. I wish we could do this all over the country. This is going to be done in, uh, in the San Fernando Valley in L.A., but it's going to be a great day, and you guys will enjoy it. It'll be a lot of fun for you to listen to it and see what's going on at the end. Absolutely, I'll be answering all your questions as well. Let me do this. Let me take a quick break right now. Uh, we come back. Let's see who we have. We have uh, Judy in Ohio. We have uh, Jenny in Ohio. God, Ohio's taking over my show. We also have Eric in beautiful Churchill, Tennessee. Boy, do I love this state. What a great state Tennessee is. We'll get to all your calls. The phone number 877-725-8255. Right after this, a quick break, then right back at you. You know, if you knew, I mean really, really knew, that with every single dollar you donated, you could absolutely change the destiny of dogs and cats that were deserted, thrown out of cars in the woods, the streets of the city, all across America. If you could do that, isn't that a legacy worth leaving behind? Of course it is. For almost 44 years now, Delta Rescue and my good friend Leo Grillo would never, ever, ever be able to do the outstanding, life-saving work they do every single day without you, my amazing listeners, and your generous support. From saving lives to actually, one of the few places that can do this, from saving lives to actually providing lifetime medical care for over 1,500 dogs and cats, Delta Rescue is the group that really deserves your dollars. That's why... I decided personally to make a bequest with all the groups I work with to make a bequest for Delta's rescue animals in my own estate planning. And here's why. 
I bequest to doubt the rescue will make your legacy work for the animals. It'll avoid fundraising costs and provide tax benefits for you guys also. By the way, Delta Rescue just happens to be a top-ranked charity by GuideStar.com, and they prove all the time that your donation dollars are doing what they should be doing, hard at work helping the animals. But even if you're not ready to make long-range plans, every donation, every one, a chance, a chance to keep more than 1,500 dogs, cats, and horses, not just safe, not just happy, but actually loved. Yeah, I used the L word, love, for the first time in their lives, and it's amazing. Log on. DeltaRescue.org. You can actually read the stories of how these pets that were thrown away were then rescued by Delta. Then ask for details on how to include Delta's rescued animals in your estate planning or to make a donation. So log on to DeltaRescue.org. That's DeltaRescue.org. Or if you prefer, you can text them directly to DOGS to 801801. That's DOGS to 801801. I'm Warren Eckstein. This is The Pet Show. I'm And we are back on the Pet Show. I'm Warren Exton. Let me shoot right over to Jenny in Ohio. Hey, Jenny, welcome to the Pet Show. Hello. Hello. How you doing? How you doing I'm, today? I am I am good. I'm good. <clears throat> okay, so I see from your question, I'm reading my computer. I don't want to run out of time, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to read it. It says, you're asking me if dogs cry. It's a great mm-hmm. question. There's no mm-hmm. doubt in my mind, having worked with dogs in some horrendous situations, that our dogs feel very similar emotions than we feel. They're very sensitive to our emotions. They feel joy. They feel fear. They feel sadness. However, scientifically, it cannot be proven. They do, they do have deer, tear ducts, but it cannot be proven that dogs cry scientifically. However, having been there, having talked to someone, and having worked with animals for as many years as I have, I believe that dogs can cry and cats can cry. I remember stories hearing and seeing. I remember there was a young girl that I worked with. Uh, something really upset her. her. Her parents went into her room and there were tears in her eyes and tears in her cat's eyes right alongside her. So the bottom line is I do believe that animals can cry and I do believe they can shed tears. Absolutely. Most people disagree with me, but then again, what else is new, Jenny? <laughs> I'm sorry. What? I'm sorry. I said, but then again, what else is new? Some people disagree with me. Oh, right, right. But then why does he have the little... Um, uh, I, I don't know what you call it, little stains down from his eyes in the, in the uh, that, corner. That, that, that has, that, yeah, that has nothing to do with the crying. The stains on the eyes, it's just the tear ducts tearing. Uh, you can use a little baking soda to get those off, but basically that that's not, the tear stains are not crying. Oh, okay, okay. Is that him barking? Is that, is that yeah. him I hear barking? What kind of dog is it? A golden, golden, it's a manly. Golden ret- Ah, they're beautiful, beautiful dogs. Um, and why does he bark at the fence line? I see that's your next question. Well, if yeah, someone were to try to come into your bedroom or your house, what would you do? You would tell them no. You would let them know this is not what you want unless you wanted them in. Dogs can be very territorial. And a lot of people think golden retrievers can't, but they can be. So when they're barking at the line, what they're doing is one of two things, depending on the bark. If it's a real deep type bark, they're being really protective. If it's a more high pitch type bark, then they're inviting whoever's walking by to come in and play with them. So it depends on the pitch of the bark. Just like with growls, you know, a high pitched growl is not an aggressive growl. A low pitched growl is an aggressive growl. So understanding the pitch can make all the difference in the world. But it sounds to me from what I'm hearing, he's got a pretty, pretty deep bark anyway. So it might be just that he's being protective at this point. Uh, does he get along with everybody when he meets them? Yes, after he meets them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. So he, he's just one of those. He's just one of those dogs. That- 
I love that sound. He's just one of those dogs that tries to be a little bit more protective. Not a problem. I would just love it and enjoy it. And how about the digging, though? He digs while he barks, and his and his holes can be over a foot a foot deep. Dogs dogs have scent glands on the bottom of their feet, so when they're barking and they're digging at the same time, they're claiming territory. What you can do if you want, you can't stop him from digging at that point. If he was just digging holes in your backyard, I can stop him. But the fact that he's digging when he's barking at the same time, that is kind of his way of just marking territory. Sometimes you're just better off leaving that alone, getting a big shovel and filling it in. Okay. Okay. Thank you for that. Jenny, Thank don't you. go anywhere. Don't go. Let's put Jenny on hold, and we are going to send Jenny for her. You know what, Jenny? I'm going to send you some all-natural herbal flea spray. Uh, this is going to be a horrible flea season. I know you had some wet weather up in Ohio as well. 877-725-8255, the phone number. Uh, another quick break, then we'll try to get a couple of more calls in here. Listen, you hear me talk about Lucy Pet Food constantly. Four, five, six times a show. Why? Because I want your dogs and your cats to be as healthy as they possibly can. And the way to keep them healthy is no different than the way we tell by eating the right food. You have no idea what some of the other dog foods have in them. I hear them on TV. I feed this to your dog to live to be 30 years old. Let me tell you, Lucy Pet Food is manufactured right here, not too far from where I live. The CEO of Lucy Pet Food, I'm on the phone with him two, three times a week. This is a company whose heart and soul is into making sure that your dogs and cats are as healthy as they possibly can. That's why they have their own plan, their own laboratory, and the compassion for your dogs and cats that you have. In in fact, here's a listener talking about Lucy Pet Food and their pets. Lucy Pet Food. Yeah. And I ran out. And I fed Brand X. I put it in the bowl. Dog comes over, takes one sniff, couple sniffs, looks at me like I'm Benedict Arnold. Well, there you go. <laughs> see, and that's why she, see, that's why she's barking. You ran out of Lucy Pet Food. That's why she's barking. There you go. There you go. <laughs> Listen, if you want your dogs and your cats to be healthy and happy, feed your pets what I feed mine. Lucy Pet Formulas for Life Pet Food. Check out Lucy Pet Food. Go to their website, LucyPetProducts.com. LucyPetProducts.com. Spend just $35 at their website. Mix it up, whatever you want to order, and shipping will be absolutely free. I'm Warren Eckstein. This is The Pet Show. We are, I don't know where these these hours fly by, but they really do. I enjoy every week talking to you guys, helping you guys uh, understand your pets a lot better, helping your pets understand you a lot better. Remember, during the week, I check out my YouTube channel, youtube.com slash Warren Eckstein. Subscribe. It's free. There's great tips. I put a lot of stuff up there all the time. And if you want to follow me on Facebook, my new Facebook page is facebook.com slash Warren Pet Talk, facebook.com slash Warren Pet Talk. Until next week, you all know what to do by now. I give all of your dogs and your cats a big hug and a kiss for you, a special hug and a kiss right between the ears for me. I'm Warren Eckstein, and again, thank you for listening to The Pet Show. (laughs) 